Ski Team, what's up? I'm just here. I want to just do a reminder before the video starts of how great of a car the Toyota Prius C really is. You know, they designed this thing ergonomically, uh, and ergonomics means that they found a, a four foot six Chinese slave and uh, plopped him in the seat, tied him down with ropes, and made sure that it was comfortable for him. And so that's how they knew that the design of the car was basically fit for the average American consumer. Okay? So uh, next time you're going car shopping, make sure you have enough headroom. Because um, this... Um, and that's about it. It's really a great car, and I would recommend it uh, highly. Basically. Um, you know? Yeah, I almost want to buy the car at the end of the lease uh, so that I can destroy it uh, but I don't want to give them any more money because they really have not earned it and you know what the funniest thing the most one of the most humiliating this is can't this couldn't be the most humiliating but one of the most humiliating things is that when people get in this car if they know anything about cars if they're paying attention they pretty commonly ask me if I bought a custom shift knob no that's just what came with the fucking car. Can I just get a large Diet Coke? That's it. I need to rot my insides. Excuse me, could I rot my insides out with some acid? Thank you. Porsche, Mercedes, BMW. Uh, none of them really impressed me because when I got in those cars and test drove them, the, uh, the wipers didn't shake the fucking car. Yeah, you know, I had an opportunity to pick up an old um, a 996 in, in really good condition. And uh, it had the uh, it had the preemptive motor um, whatever that job is on those 996s that you have to get done. Had that done, it was super clean. Had a nice um, nice interior, nothing was wrong with it. it had the OZ wheels. Uh, it, was, it was really nice, but I just remember sitting in it and thinking to myself, you know, when I turn these wipers on, they don't shake the fucking car! Wipers active. Wipers active. Raindrop ASMR. Yeah, the RF readings in this in this car are basically uh, the same as putting your head up to a cell phone tower. And uh, it's just a nice car. It's just nice. It's got craftsmanship. Where else are you going to get craftsmanship? <laughs> Fuck, man. I got this car because it was the cheapest possible lease with no money down. Cheaper than a smart car, cheaper than anything domestic. Because a lease payment is calculated based on the amount of... Uh, amount of money the um, car goes down in value, the, the depreciation, you're paying for the depreciation and a, and a bit of a rental fee. That's how leases work. So this is uh, 240 bucks a month with no, no money down. And um, I could have gotten, you know, a two or $3,000 beater on, on Craigslist. At the time I sold my, uh, I sold my Impreza wagon for 3,000, which was a bad, you know, Impreza wagon's a decent car. Selling it for three thousand is slightly slightly retarded, 
but uh, within the the within that window where I would have broken even that 10 month period where you know the the, the two the 240 the, if the graph okay if you know math you can graph this out the 240 a month the 3,000 from the Impreza the cost of a potential Craigslist beater okay this graph right here but in that time period where I would have broken even the uh, price of Bitcoin went up shitload I forgot exactly how much but that's it and that's money that I would have lost had I uh, had I been oh you sell take on take on a lease a debt and sell your car and do all this look up ga uh, gambler's fallacy okay sunk cost fallacy I mean these are things that you don't want to think about money intuitively because your intuition is going to tell you that, you know, I are, hey, I already spent, I already spent 600 on it, dude. I might as well spend another 800. It's a, a, a um, an error in your way of thinking, and that's the way that people intuitively think about these types of situations. Now, this is a special diet coke that they're making. It's got special cancer. <laughs> it's got special cancer. Can I have a, a boiling liquid vat of cancer, please? Excuse me, you know the mutagen from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Can I please get some of that in a, in a, a cup? Would you mind dipping me in a vat of um, the goo from Fallout? Please? The people who work here are super mutants. So there is a vat of goo somewhere inside this building. Mark Costa's financial advice. They asked him what the average family can do to uh, to make money or get into investing. And he said, buy in bulk at Costco. The things that you're going to need every day, buy extra toilet paper and soap and shit like that. Because you'll that way you'll beat inflation. And while that's true, and while if you could, if you had the space to buy, to, uh, buy bulk and stock up on supplies, that would be one way of saving money. That's such a, a, a fuck you answer. That's such an elitist fuck you answer. Buy in bulk. The way you're gonna get rich in the market is to buy in bulk. Bill Gates, there's a there's a clip of him. He's I think he's talking to like Charlie Rose or something. But there's a clip where you can you can tell that he he knows he's about to go viral with what he's saying. So he says it with like an an air of extra like. Um, you know, theatrics. He goes, um, well, they had a, there's a word for, your parents had a word for flipping burgers. They called it opportunity. Like, flipping burgers is an opportunity. Fuck you. They probably know that they're being insulted. Let me get this Diet Coke here. Let me get this mind control slave potion real quick. Be right back. We call that opportunity, working at McDonald's, smelling like french fries for hours and hours and hours, and making not enough money to do anything that's called opportunity. Right, Bill Gates? But these people, um... So if you're not familiar with this thing... Fuck! Why didn't they make this car with a phone holder so you could vlog? So the mural, there's a mural now underneath the Eiffel Tower, the site of... Uh, Muslim, the Muslim conquering of Europe, and I believe the Eiffel Tower is actually the site of uh, more than one rape and assault 
So at this at the this site of French heritage now under the Eiffel Tower, there is a mural depicting white and black graphic figures intertwining in this uh, six-sided star star of David. There's a star of David in the in the center pattern, uh, promoting you know interracial whatever. And the artist behind it, his name's Cleon Peterson, and uh, his his work, his entire body of work is these black and white figures. And in every in every painting, the black figures are decapitating, raping, torturing, killing these these white figures, right? So it's got some kind of message there. And it turns out he actually he did the the livery, the racing livery, the design that goes on the side of Elaine de Rothschild's round-the-world sailboat race boat. So he's he's been commissioned by the fucking Illuminati to do uh, the interracial uh, paint job on the side of the fucking boat. I think these people, they like to laugh at us. They like to... It's... I mean, if you can imagine any... Imagine any sadist that you've ever, ever known, any high school bully. I mean, these people... They like to, uh, they're in this position of, of, uh, seemingly unbreakable dominance, and they like to laugh about it and really enjoy it at every given opportunity. When Mark Cuban says that, uh, when he's asked, what can, uh, what can regular people do to invest and make money, he says, buy in bulk. Like that's a that's a let them eat cake type of thing. That's a big that's a big middle finger. And by the way, the reason why what he's saying is partially true. There's not you can't as a regular person. It's it, you really can't make money um, investing in the stock market. The the reason why that is is because of um, all these all these regulations. Like when a when a company has an IPO. The um, I don't, and I'm not, I'm not well versed about it. So if I try to talk about it in depth, I'll sound retarded. But there are all kinds of laws and regulations and, and rules set up so that the um, investment banks get the first crack at uh, at, uh, for example, buying buying into IPOs. Like you can't you can't buy into Twitter until it's you know, $47 a share. Well, how did, why is it $47 a share? Because a shitload of people got in early and bought it at $20 a share and you were not invited to do that. Like you don't have the opportunity to do that. And that's not the way that it always was. Like I said, I have no idea what I'm talking about. That doesn't negate the fact that I know that uh, I'm getting fucked over and so are you, okay? Listen, just because somebody lacks the language and the sophistication to explain how you're fucking raping them. This is a commonly, this is a commonly seen thing. I mean, when you hear, um, uh, <clears throat> you know, these guys, these guys in, um, in the South who are concerned about their monuments, uh, the Confederate monuments being taken away. They're concerned about their way of life being changed, um, challenged, destroyed, etc., And then, they, their way of dealing with it is by um, being racist or whatever. And you know, some some libertarian comes along or some um, 
some my freedom my constitution guy comes along and goes uh, and, and makes a you know basically eviscerates them or makes a big display or a big point about how these people are unsophisticated and don't know you, you don't know you just have to you just have to fight the federal federal reserve that's what the problem is you, like listen just because somebody doesn't have the yeah, doesn't have the language. Just because somebody doesn't doesn't know how to how to pinpoint uh, how to explain how damage is being done to them and how they're how they're being how they're under under assault doesn't doesn't make it any less true necessarily. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, just because I'm not a hedge fund manager, uh, I know what I'm talking about a little bit here. Okay, I fucking googled it. I watched the YouTube video. Listen, I watched a 30 minute long Peter Schiff video. Uh, so you guys can basically come here for your info from now on. I wanted to say a big shout out to um, everybody because people people uh, message me asking for advice, and for the past like year, I've pretty consistently been telling people to buy Ethereum. Uh, I've been saying to take five hundred bucks, take whatever you can afford to gamble, and put it into Ethereum. And uh, because you guys are asking for advice and because you're wasting so much of my time and I'm giving you so much of my time, giving you advice and talking to people, you know, personally, um, I know that you probably followed my advice because that's what you would do, um, you know, if, you were, if you're not rude, is you'd, you'd at least consider my advice. You'd at least look into it. Otherwise, if you're, if you're not doing that, that just means you're talking to me and wasting my time for fun. So the past year, I've been telling fucking everybody to buy Ethereum. I've told probably 300 people. I said, buy Ethereum. I said, hey man, sounds crazy, look into it. You might wanna check it out, buy Ethereum. We're having a conversation. We just had a seven minute conversation. You wrote to me a long ass post that I'm supposed to read about how to make the videos better. You wrote to me, two pages with no paragraph breaks that I'm supposed to read about how to get my comedy game back on. And I wrote to you, hey man, sounds cool, what's going on? Oh, you work at McDonald's? Listen to me, bro, trust me. Take $200, take 500, whatever you can afford to, to lose, to lose a little bit on, just buy Ethereum, okay? Just trust me. And I said that, and I know that because you wrote three fucking pages that I'm supposed to care about, and I'm supposed to take to heart, you took what I had to say to heart, my little paragraph. You definitely took that to heart. Now, I can't figure out why nobody is approaching me and thanking me, okay? Because when I was saying this, it was at like $13 and it went up to 100. So hypothetically, you made seven or eight to nine times your money, okay? So I'm wondering to myself, why aren't they saying thank you? It can't possibly be because they didn't fucking listen it must be that they just forgot because they made so much money, they forgot to say thank you. So shout out to everybody who did what I said. Shout out to you. I remember we did a we did a show and we asked people to raise their hands if they um, uh, if they had like more than four hundred dollars in their checking account and nobody raised their hands. So maybe this is just not even worth talking about eventually if this country keeps going the way it's going 
and if technology keeps going the way it's going, I think uh, it's probably inevitable that we'll have some sort of universal basic income and we'll just have this permanent leisure, uh, leisure underclass of people buying Steam games and um, that'll just be, you won't even have to worry about this. But in the meantime, if you want to worry about money, there is one concept that is, um, this is, if I was going to make a long money video, this is what I would highlight as being the most important, is, um, uh, and uh, this is, this sort of intertwines, it is twain, it, it, this goes with another concept, which is, um, uh, stop being goys, stop being a goy when it comes to money, you think about, um, think about your average baby boomer, your average, uh, or not average, but just think about that set of people, and there's a, a deeply, like, uh, in, uh, you, can't, it's, you can't argue with these people, they don't like debt, I don't want to be in debt, oh, you don't want to be debt, you don't want debt, you don't want to have debt, um, <clears throat> debt, debt is kind of the way of the world, and using other people's money, uh, which is, that's what debt is, debt is using other people's money. It's not the worst thing in the world. If I wanted to do a video where I drive on the fucking curb, uh, I also wanted to do a video where I talk about money, where I want to give all, give away all my money secrets, my top 10 money secrets. What are my secrets to success? There's one concept, and this is the, this is the concept that uh, if I did that video, this would be the showcase, the Royal, the Casino Royale showcase uh, concept. This would be the headliner. This would be the top thing that I talk about in that video. Okay, so are you ready? Are you ready for it? It is the time value of money. The time value of money, or as Toe Jam from Toe Jam and Earl would say, money. Um, and look, you can look this up on Wikipedia to get yourself primed up and also to read a definition that's going to be a lot better than what I have to say. But the time value of money, um, meaning that money is a lot more valuable now than it is later. Uh, if you have any sort of reasonable idea what you're doing with it. It is more valuable now than it is later, okay? Because at the very least, you would you could put this in a mutual fund, you could put this in some sort of anything that's going to hopefully beat inflation, and uh, you will have more money than you would if you just took your $5,000 later. Money enables you to do things and to make more money. That's the tricky part. Because what am I supposed to, what, what advice am I supposed to give you? Publi publish <laughs> comic books? I mean, the things that I'm doing with money are completely insane. And they're, they're not applicable to your situation. It's just something to think about, which is that money is not this static thing. You know, $5,000 now is not the same thing as $5,000 later. Uh, the, the sooner you get it, the sooner you can put it to work for yourself. To, uh, to build whatever business idea you have or to invest in whatever thing you are thinking about investing in, the sooner you can do that, 
the more valuable the money is to you, okay? And this sort of goes hand in hand with debt because debt is someone giving you, uh, extending to you um, uh, a loan for you know, money that you don't have now, that you maybe you'd have it later. Hopefully you'll have it later and you'll be able to pay that debt off. Okay, but that's what, that's what debt is, is getting the money now. I need that. Look, dude, I got a, this buddy, he's trying to sell a pool table and I can polish this thing up and make double the money. I need $240, dude. You go into Bank of America, you say that, and they're gonna get you that $240. You say, look, bro, I got a Chevy Monte Carlo that's got, uh, it needs a few repairs, but uh, I can, I'm gonna sell this thing, I'm gonna make um, a, like a G, bro. And then you go into Citibank and you tell them that, and uh, they're basically gonna hire you probably for upper level management position at the bank. So I'm rambling like an old fool, but I'm inviting you to think of something that you may not have thought of before. Okay, obviously there are some smarties out there. Uh, there, I'm not that smart when it comes to money. There are people who are way smarter than me, and I'm sure if you, I'm sure if you have looked up forex trading and look, and you've gone on biz, okay, I'm sure you're like, well, this guy's talking about something so basic. What does he think he's so smart for? What can you do with five thousand dollars if you had it now? That makes it more valuable than $5,000. Two years from now, the answer is a lot. You can do a lot with it. Um, you can buy old arcade machines, for example. You can buy a vintage Pac-Man machine, brush it up, okay? You're gonna get rich immediately. If you can get 20 or 30 or $50,000 credit extended to you, take it and then tell them to fuck off. There is this stigma around debt. And the stigma is a very, it's a very working class farmer's almanac. Okay, we we live off the land in this country. We don't take on debt. This is this is not the attitude that people with money have. Okay, anytime you, anytime you find yourself, um, you know, on on the losing side of a uh, of some sort of, if you're on the if you're on the losing end of a set of scales, okay. Um, and you have the opposite strategy from another group of people. You should at least think about what their strategy is, okay? At least give it some thought. And then at the same time, they tell you to take on student debt. These people are fucking retarded. I'm talking mo mainly about boomers. I mean, I'm thinking about all the adults in my life when I was in high school and growing up, and they were, they, it just, the, the warnings were, yo, you don't want credit card debt, you don't want to take on debt. It's bad, you don't want debt, you don't want debt. You, you, you absolutely never, you never want to be in debt. You got to go to college. You got to go to college, whatever it takes. You got to go there. Like, just this, it, it's like watching a fucking, uh, uh, a, a carny with uh, no teeth banging himself in the head with a hammer, the way these people uh, think about, think about money and think about what you're supposed to do in life. It's so fucking stupid, man. And it's because they grew up easy. Quite frankly, it's because they grew up easy. People from my parents' generation and probably your parents' generation could you could buy a house in your uh, early 20s. Like there was not um, this <clears throat> this modern like lack of purpose and just the this permanent economic recession that you know a lot of a lot of people. Uh, 
uh, don't even, you can't even remember a time when things were not moving this slowly, you know what I mean? And the generation, uh, or generation or two that came, came before us, they, they didn't have this, they had, they had money, they had fucking property, you know? So to take it, to take advice from these people who have been living on Easy Street, uh, you know, and don't, don't understand how bad things are today, taking advice from them is a, is a critical mistake. If you had 200 or $250,000, you could, imagine what you could do with that. You could do, what couldn't you do with that money? You know? Holy fuck! And you spend it on four years of summer camp and fucking. These, these dads taking their daughters to college so they can get fucked. Okay, sweetie, I'm gonna go pay a quarter of a million dollars. Hope you get your pussy pounded. I guess that's it. And I just realized the dash on this car, it looks like it says 180. Like that's the maximum, it's a digital dash, but it's got the numbers there. I wonder if this car could go 180. Find out soon. Next video, Toyota Prius, 180 miles an hour. Damn it, I gave the joke away. I was holding the light right here. I was gonna say, boy, this Samsung Bixby phone has a really powerful flashlight. The Samsung Bixby, geez, they make these phones with powerful flashlights nowadays. I can't believe this, that's crazy. First of all, new Samsung Galaxy S10. Boy, oh boy, what a phone. If you know me, you know I love these phones, I love these gadgets. I love these little toys and distractions because I love to play. Dude, I sound fucking bad. So I just had a protein shake and I had the lactose. The lactose is doing something that is hard. I'll be right back. One second. I'll be right back. I'm usually not this fucking blocked up with, uh, damn, my phone sound good. I'm out of it. I'm out of it, guys. Hell. You gotta help out your guy in here. No, for real, I think it's that protein shake that did me in. It's not my obesity. Couldn't be that. All right, I'm nervous. It's like talking to a hot girl. I haven't, haven't done a video in a long time. Talking to you guys is like talking to a hot girl. What should I say? Is she gonna notice my dandruff? What should I do, dude? Oh shit, oh she's looking at me? Oh dude, see? Now you feel like a hot girl. This fucking Samsung Bixby. That's the assistant. That's the Samsung assistant. And you say, you give the greeting. I don't want to say it now because I'm sure it'll probably delete this video uh, if, if it fucking pops up. Because when you say it, a little in a top hat pops up and a monocle. And he goes, hello, sir. Oh, I'm Bixby. How may I help you today? Actually, I think Bixby might have a female voice, which is a sick thing. That's a sick perversion of technology. Oh, you can actually, you can make it have a male voice too. You can pick whether or not Bixby 
has a female or a male voice, so you can basically fucking, you can put all, all whatever your sexual fetish is, you can put on your phone now. But, um, it's, first of all, it's called Bixby. And I would rather walk around with a, with a rubber band around my cock and showing off all the all over the town that my cock's the size of a clit. I would rather walk around showing that off with daisies on my nipples than, t than call my phone Bixby. I thought I had it bad, man. I thought I had it bad with the Google Pixel, with the OS. 25 Candy Crunch update from the fucking from the guy that fucking watches porn that makes grown men cry from the big fat candy man who has the doll factory in his basement and he calls it oh, 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 Android update number 57 cummy drops and it makes the phone work even less well <sighs> update number 73 in this update we disable maps it's called a Honeydew Crisp Waffle Candy Gumdrops. And it's made by me, the guy who installed D-Ban on my laptop. The guy who uses D-Ban on all his electronic gear because he is interested in security, quote unquote. Shout out to Nassim, her last name I forget, I'm not gonna say, or whatever her name is because I'm gonna be respectful. Shout out to Nassim. Shout out to whoever else. The fucking Bixby phone is worse. I set an alarm and the default alarm tone that you can't change without going into the menu because that's the point of having it done by voice. You say, Bixby, set my alarm. And then you go into the menu to change the tone. You can't, so if you, if you don't do that, if you just set it up with your voice, Here's how you're woken up, and you can't change this unless you manually go in and set the alarm. So the voice, this is, if you're setting the alarm by voice, this is what the fucking thing does. Good morning, Sam. The time is 12.54. Donald Trump today told the reporters that he would not be building the wall. I'm waking up to fucking Donald Trump news. Good morning, Sam. Today, abortion is legal. On the phone, first thing. I almost had a fucking heart attack. There's, a, I guess firefighters are more susceptible to heart attacks because they get woken up suddenly and they have to jump you know, into action. Occasionally when they get off their fucking asses as if being a firefighter is a hard job. But that's how I felt, man, when I first got my rude awakening by Bixby. I want to make a joke about Koreans. I want to say some stupid ass, some stupid ass fucking flat-faced guru 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 Some fucking Korean came up with Bixby. I doubt, I doubt that we're that at that stage anymore. I doubt we can lay our blame on the Koreans at this point. Bixby was probably fucking invented and, and uh, conceptualized by a fucking guy like me. Where's the fucking camera on this thing? Oh, it's up top, so I was looking in the wrong area. 
That's great. I'll go some backlighting. Jeez, the light on this camera is powerful. Fuck this fucking thing, man. I might be, it might be time to get an iPhone. It might be time to get an iPhone. And that's not me becoming gay, that's just the way it is. It might be time to get an iPhone. I hate these things. I was talking to Charles once, and I was saying to him that these spy devices, it, it wouldn't be that bad to be spied on if the fucking thing actually worked. If it actually, like, if you didn't have to pull over to fix the directions or change the music or whatever, whatever fucking problem comes up. I would not mind being spied on if the fucking thing worked. I'm a little bent out of shape. It's a thousand dollar phone. And the Pixel was a thousand dollar phone. Never mind me. Anyway, the money talk. This is a little addendum to that. You might be wondering, why should I take money advice from a fucked up homeless person in a Toyota Prius? Well, I'm not saying you should explicitly that you should take money advice. Productivity advice? and money advice when it comes to achieving what you want. And where I'm coming from with this, I'm not, I, I don't give, I don't like giving advice when I'm out of my depth. Um, as a matter of fact, my favorite thing to say is I don't know. And I really, really, it's, I'm not, it's not a good personality trait when people are coming up with answers for every fucking question. If um, people who are jack-of-all-trade types or, or aspiring jack-of-all-trade types who have, you know, you ask them about, they've got a, they, they know the fucking price of corn in Myanmar. I think it's important to be able to recognize when you are out of your depth and when you don't know something. And one of my favorite things to do is to delegate tasks and things to other people so then it's not my fault when they go wrong. Oh. My point, aside from the cryptocurrency money, I've also done well. Who else, who else is like self-sustaining with outsider, schizophrenic, um, like anti-social video art media? That's also kind of a rare thing. Like I've done a pretty good job. And um, I sold, we sold 7,000 books. We sold 7,000 coffee table. We sold $7,040 coffee table books. That's kind of a tall order. Um, we sold fucking a lot of shooter shirts. Um, and the video subscription service is doing well. And I do feel qualified to tell people what to do at this point. I think there are a lot worse sources for advice than me. Um, when it comes to the, 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 the specific things that I'm mentioning, the time value of money, the <sighs> avoiding thinking about money intuitively, um, with, in particular, the sunk cost fallacy, um, cutting, ties with, cutting ties with shit that's costing you money, um, and also just um, spending money to make money, which I'll get to in a second, but I burn, I burn through money and I have for years and it's crazy and it's, it's crazy looking to me. Um, avoiding mistakes bigger than saving, 
uh, anvil iron, while, while the iron's hot, bed it all. Um, okay, so let's get into this little addendum here. It's only five bullet points, it won't take long. I know this has been 15 minutes. We'll get out of this probably in 45 minutes. So sit down, pack a pipe, pack a crack pipe, smoke crack, and um, I'm looking right here at the lens. This is the lens right here. I'm looking at that. I love this phone. Um, oh yeah, so the first one, I made this point in the video. And I'm gonna make it again, not because I'm so enamored of my own clever joke, but because I think this is so funny to me. This is the ultimate joke, because it's played on me. The joke is played on me, it's played on you. This is like my villain motivation. If I was the Joker, okay? If I was the Riddler, if I was hung up on some, you know, if I was Edward Nigma, okay? And I worked for Bruce Wayne. Let me put this in terms you understand, okay? What do you understand? Do you understand the Avengers? I need to know, before I give you any kind of serious advice, I need to know, are you an Avengers man? Or are you an X-Men man? Because that's gonna shape the discussion. That's gonna shape the, the way that I frame everything. Because in business, you have to cut through the competition like Wolverine, okay, Bob? If I was Edward Nigma, okay, if I was an engineer at Bruce Wayne Enterprises and I was jilted by Bruce Wayne when I tried to show off my great brain drain machine, okay? And I'm going with the Jim Carrey Riddler, George Clooney Batman canon here. I don't know what the comic book backstory is for this fucking guy, but um, my, so when you're a villain, when you're the Riddler or when you're the Joker, basically there's one bad thing that happens to you that's like the straw that breaks the camel's back and that thing is what you repeat in your head while laughing maniacally as you do all this horrible things. So you're going, <laughs> That's because Bruce Wayne never understood me. <laughs> like that. Or, <laughs> it's all just one big joke. <laughs> it's all a joke. <laughs> so that's my, the, my version of that is my parents and watching everybody else's parents go on and on. Like they're, like they're the fucking, like they're saint. They're this, oh, like they're a fucking business tycoon. Like they're a fucking oil baron. Like they're the shipping magnate. Okay, like there's some, some genius business person. Oh, you have to avoid debt. You have to avoid debt. You don't want to get into that debt. Oh, if you, you never want to get into that debt. You'll never get out. You gotta get out of that. Don't, don't be in debt. Don't do that. The people that hammered that to me the most, the people who hit me with that the most are dying. They're dying miserably. They're in bad shape. They don't look good. They're not living lives that I would uh, wanna live, okay? I would rather fucking have boiling piss thrown in my eyes than be my dad for a day. And that's not because I hate him or anything weird like that, it's because his life is so miserable and backwards and fucked up because he married a bitch. Because he married a fucking cunt. People giving advice is so funny to me and it's so... There's something about it that's like the sack on some people, the sack. 
on some people. To be crippled, to be dead inside, to be visionless, to be stupid, to be undeniably stupid, and then to say with the authority of like a doctor, to say with the authority of a school teacher, you should da 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 da, you should da 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 da. Park your car in your garage, turn it on, and fall asleep. That's the best, that's the best thing you could do. The best thing you could do, the best thing you could do is find a way to kill yourself so that somebody gets insurance money somehow. Take out an insurance policy on yourself, go into the ghetto, and um, you know, flash a new cell phone and wait, wait to get shot. You know, do go hiking and, and trip down the side of a mountain. Take out an insurance policy on yourself. Just have some random person, some, some stranger. That's better than if you have your progeny, if you have anyone with your genetics benefit from this policy. It would, be, it would be better if you had a total stranger benefit from your insurance policy that you take out before killing yourself. And that's the best thing you could do. That's the number one thing you could do to benefit the world. Not the other fucking dozen things that you have in your head about, I don't know, fucking going to some local art show to, to reduce greenhouse emissions. Coffee and cat coffee at the cafe, local artists to reduce greenhouse emissions. Well, that's actually a good idea. They keep getting jobs up to something. Giving advice when any success that you've had is due to luck and your circumstances being. Let's not get into that. I don't want to be negative, but I do want to. Um, it's important, this is important, and I'm gonna make a video talking about this. You don't wanna be negative, and you don't wanna get caught up thinking that what's what's wrong with your life. Things, um, for me in particular, there is nothing wrong with my life that is not easy to deal with. And um, it is a very bad idea to start thinking that the problems in your life are caused by some external source and to start feeling um, sorry for yourself. And I don't want you to take me the wrong way when I'm talking about boomers giving financial and life advice. It's just something to me that is so funny, it makes me feel like Heath Ledger swinging upside down from the top of an unfinished skyscraper, truly. Um, when someone who's, someone who's the, the net result of their existence is burning wreckage that sucks in other people like a vortex of hellfire. And this person is telling you that you're stupid, that you're out of line for spending $700 on something. That makes me feel amused in a Joker or Riddler, Edward Nigma type way. That's all I'm saying. Um, and I love, I think it's so funny. I think it's so beautiful. I think it's, this is like um, Apocalypse Now. Sorry, I got an itch on my shoulder. 
this is like Apocalypse Now when he's when he's talking about how they cut off the arms or the tongues of the children in the village, and then it hit him like a diamond bullet. The genius of it, or whatever the line is. That's how I feel when these people tell you to avoid all forms of debt, and then they urge you to go to college at any cost. You must go to college. You must take on this debt, which is not only is it, it's different because it's more, it's a it's 150, 200, 250 thousand dollars, and you can't shake it. You can't negotiate it down. You can't run away from it. Student debt is gonna follow you forever, unless Bernie wins. So it's like, I mean, this is something straight out of the Avengers, man. This is like some advice that fucking Thanos would be giving you, okay? If you were uh, guarding the galaxy, you were going around with Iron Man, basically talking to Spider-Man, and Thanos came out, would he say this? Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, I love X-Men, I love Iron Man, I love Avengers, and I think anything, if it can't be put into a metaphor that's one of those characters, then fuck it, I don't want to know what it is. How to be healthy? Can you relate it to me in a way that's like a 3D raccoon? No? Then fuck off with that. Seriously. Robert Downey, does Robert Downey Jr. have a quippy line about it that I, I can understand? Is it in the new Star Wars? No? Why even mention that to me? You know how I'm gonna take that. You know I don't like that. You know I don't wanna hear that. So that's point one, now that we're 30 minutes into it here. The addendum, the add-on, the add-on pack. I mean, the truth of it is I watched that video and I was like, this is so shitty. People are gonna be so mad if it's me rambling in my Prius. Now you get rambling in the stairwell. Um, okay, first thing, time value of money. I had, <clears throat> I'll just tell you one anecdote. I had a person working for me who was very um, frugal, okay? Save it, saving bottle caps, coupons, that type of thing, very frugal. And I had the that apartment in Fall River that I wasn't using and I didn't I, this apartment in Fall River was costing me $700 a month, and it was just sitting there. And I wasn't, you know, telling the landlord that I was going to vacate or doing anything, subletting it or anything. It was just sitting there costing me $700 a month. And this went on for seven to eight months. And this person, this frugal person, got so mad at me because... Uh, he took it as a sign, he took it as a sign of disrespectful opulence or something, like, oh, Sam thinks he's above, Sam thinks he's above turning in his apartment? Dude, I would never be like that. I would, I would get that 700 every month, every month in the bank, dude. I would never be like that. And actually getting mad about it. And uh, what was I doing for seven to eight months? I was taking the video subscription business and scrambling to create content and build this little thing and take the subscriber base and make it go up five times from where it was. Um, so my point is, 
the money thing, you have to, you have to balance, you just have to keep in mind the cost of your time. And if you have any sort of brain power, I think that there's a figure that Jordan Peterson has said, and I've said this before, but that your time is worth something like $200 an hour. And I don't think that's unrealistic. I think that's the kind of thing you might say if you were a Jordan Peterson or Tim Ferriss or some type of guy that's like, you're pan first of all, you're pandering to an audience that wants to hear that their time is valuable. And second of all, you're saying something that's sort of bombastic and uh, hy hyperbolic to like make, make that bit of information have your brand attached to it when it gets circulated about. So it's like now it's a thing where it's like you go on some, you go on Quora and you type in something about something and the answer pops up, will, will Tim Ferriss and Jocko Willing say that it's an hour a day of uh, masturbating is worth six hours a day of uh, sucking cock? Okay, I don't know if Jocko Willink actually said that, but you go on Quora, you know, and you see, oh, Jordan Peterson actually says that it's about $200 an hour. So now that that piece of information is like their personal brand, which is why I should start coming up with stuff like that. You should kill 10 people a day. <laughs> oh my God. That's a joke, don't do that. I have to say that. But anyway, right now, <clears throat> let me add up what I'm burning through. My unnecessary payments. I got a jujitsu gym membership. That's 150 a month that I have not canceled and that's been ongoing. I haven't gone in like six months. So that's 900 bucks. Whoa, not, whoa 900 bucks. That's like five Xboxes. And I've literally had that employee talk about uh, money, a, con a money conflict, bring up how many Xboxes worth the money is. Because I threw out weed. Dude, so you threw out that weed? That's, that's like basically Xbox. That's the actual thing that was said. So 900 down the hole. I have, I won't talk about this, but motorcycle payment, 360 or something like Motorcycle insurance, uh, a garage for the Sora and Supra and the bikes. I'm wasting at least $1,000 a month right now. If I were to get my, get my shit together, wasting 1,000 a month. If I were to get my shit together, what would that entail? That would entail probably about a week's worth of work. Why a week's worth of work? Because, in, uh, this is something Neil Stevenson said, an eight hour writing session is not the same as two four hour writing sessions. Now, if you're creative at all, if you have creative aspirations, which many of you do, that's a little wisdom nugget. And you'll see this when I'm talking in the Hyde Wars that I do with Nick, where there's the BMW, how you listen to people for two hours and they drop one thing that you take away, or whatever. With me, because I'm a genius, it's probably like 50 things that you take away. But here's one for you to write down, and it's not even mine, it's Neil Stevenson's. An eight-hour writing session is not the same as two four-hour writing sessions. Now, that's just with one break in between. That's with one interruption. When you are trying to get rid of an apartment, let alone cleaning it to get your security deposit back, okay, getting, tying up the apartment, um, selling a motorcycle, whatever, all the stuff that it would take for me to get my shit right so that I'm not wasting $1,000 a month, it would take about a week. It would cost about a week. I'm not gonna say it would take about a week because it would take about 
two and a half weeks. Now follow me on this. Don't just say that I'm, don't just think that I sound crazy. Try to follow, follow the logic here. It would take two and a half weeks to get that all wrapped up. The whole time, you know, I can be editing, I can be answering emails, I can be doing this and that. However, just like doing taxes or any other of this fucking bullshit that totally fucks up my flow, a day where I spend an hour doing something that's related to this, it's gonna cost me another two or three hours trying to get back into that like flow state of editing, compositing, um, and like delegating stuff to various people for you know audio mixing and all that all that type of stuff. So it would it would cost a week to get all that straight. If it costs a week, what does that mean? All right. Well, here's one that you're not gonna like either, and you're not gonna believe me. But I think I, I posted my bank statements once on Twitter. Uh, it costs dollars per day to keep my shit going. How's that sound? Does that sound like a pathological liar saying some crazy shit? Doesn't that sound weird? Can I make my nose bigger by getting close to the wide angle lens? Does that sound crazy? Okay. I have six full-time employees. I have uh, guy number one who is a editor, audio mixer, makes music. I have guy number two who runs social media. I have guy number three who is tech support, who does the analog video stuff that you're going to see coming soon. Um, I think I can just say their names. Big Flame. There we go. Big Flame, Zero, social media. Max Azuri, analog video tech support, also programming Joyride video game in Unreal. I have a full-time Unreal texture environment modeler. I got John Pellick. That's just full-time. That's that's just the people who are in the office. I should probably cut this part out. This is getting certain. Well, fuck it. I'm just worried. I'm rambling about stuff that's uninteresting. I am, I am not my die, my die. If you're wondering why there was a cut, it's because I just talked about the business, specifically how much I spend per month, per day on running shit. Full-time employees, a lot of equipment. I now have to upgrade the storage. We need, uh, we need, we need 50. I want 150 fast terabytes of NAS storage. Look, the point is this media shit costs X amount of dollars a day. I'm not gonna say how much. Suffice it to say that if I were to spend more than two minutes on pea brain peasant shit, like selling a $200 set of speakers, it would be a disastrous use of my time. And that's just based on what it costs to run the business. That's not even, that's let alone not even the potential to make more money by just focusing on this and snowballing letting these efforts snowball and working as hard as I can on making new content. So that's what I mean by the, the time value of money. Sometimes if the value of your time is so low 
that it makes sense for you to stress about getting a $4 coffee every morning, then go ahead and stress out about that and go to, go to Price Right and get the cheap coffee and get the Folgers and uh, make that stinky shit every morning and smile about how you're saving money. If your time is worth fucking $6 an hour because you do nothing and you're not capable of doing anything and you can save a few bucks by, how do people even save money? Reusing paper towels? Whatever stupid thing, whatever stupid thing your parents told you to do, whatever stupid thing some person told you would be a good idea to save money that is an enormous cost, not even the labor that it takes to reuse the paper towels, but the mental psychic cost of having gobs of wet paper towels sitting around. If you're trying to make something happen, you can't live like that. If you're trying to get it popping, that's not how you want to live. So that's what I mean by the time value of money. If your time truly is worth $200 an hour, not right now, I'm not going to pay you that. But if by the time you get a skill, you get training, you get a career, you build something for yourself, you turn yourself into a functioning business person, you build a business, you've got some heat, whatever, whatever it is that you do, whatever it is that you want to do, <clears throat> let's say your time is worth at least $100 an hour, if not 200 then everything you do, every calculation you make should be based on that figure. That's five Xboxes. I don't know how much an Xbox costs, but that's four Xboxes, dude. My kid's college education costs a thousand Xboxes. Time value of money. Is it really worth getting off your ass? do whatever stupid thing you were thinking about doing. Probably not. Some things you gotta do anyway. I had to drive to Connecticut to get my license renewed. That pissed me off. Um, sunk cost fallacy and burning money lifestyle. If me, if spending, if spending 500 bucks on a piece of software or whatever, this happens all the time. This happened to me today. I was doing this today when it came time to renew my yearly subscription to Red Giant Universe ah, After Effects plugins. <clears throat> Option one is you take the hit, you spend the fucking $300, and then you get back to work. And you hope that you can make, you hope you can do something that is $300 of benefit to you at some point soon and just eat that cost. Second option is you agonize over it and you try to crack the software. You hack it with a torrent, okay? And you spend 45 minutes, maybe it works. Maybe you get it working in 20 minutes. You spend 45 minutes, you spend an hour and a half trying to get it to work, going on forums, looking for people who had the same issue, other thieves who had the same issue trying to crack that software. This is after you've spent 35, 40, 50 minutes agonizing about whether or not you should spend the 200 or $300 in the software. So now you're down three hours. Now you're down three hours. If your time is worth $100, you're already, 
you're already in the red. You're already down, down in a hole, in a, in a bad spot here. Um, and that's, that's how I justify the burning through money. The other, the other thing is, if you don't expense it, if you've got something and it's not um, a business expense, you have to pay taxes on it. And that's very gay. That's half your money going to uh, pay for fucking um, Here's a big one. This is another one that you should, okay, you just, you just watch the crazy guy. Uh, he's, uh, he's a declining TV, he was on TV and now he's on the internet and he's done the decline. Yeah, you just watch me for an hour. Newsflash, you're an hour into my shit. That's time you'll never get back, to quote myself in another video you probably watched. You might as well get something out of it, and that's this, and write this down. This is enough, this is one of these things, this makes the whole video worthwhile. Avoiding mistakes is. This is a Samism. This is one of my Jordan Peterson. This is my thing now, okay? The saying, the saying is that um, uh, a new a new customer is eight times as expensive as an existing customer. Okay, that's the saying. I'm gonna say this. Avoiding mistakes is 75 times as important as saving money. Avoiding mistakes is 75 times as important as saving money. Yeah, avoiding mistakes 75 times as important. Yeah, as saving money. I'm gonna tell you what, boy, I done wasted, I done spent probably $6,000 at Starbucks over the past two years. Boy, probably 3,000. I don't give a shit about that, shit. I've spent, if you look at all the computer equipment I have, if you look at all the gear I have, you might be able to make the argument that I've wasted, let's be generous and say I've wasted $5,000 on gear that I don't need. That's not even true, but let's say it's true. Let's say I've wasted a thousand on software. All the little things, the things that I used to freak out about, the things that I used to think, oh, I'm bad at managing money, oh, this is really bad, this is really bad, dude. I really gotta get a hold of this. That all adds up to like 10 grand. <clears throat> the mistakes, the fuck ups, the catastrophes, not even mistakes some of the time, it's just things that I, I just didn't see coming because I wasn't experienced. Um, those add up to a, let me think. 10,000, 10,000, 10,000, 5,000, 5,000, 10,000, that's 40,000, 60,000, 80,000, 80,000, 80,000, 80,000 is the price tag of my mistakes. I paid I overpaid, maybe that's just me being a weak businessman. 
I paid one, I don't want to get into a whole bunch of uh, sob story negative shit. I paid one guy for game development stuff, he never came through. Fuck. Another 15, I just remembered. Ah, my god. I... I've waste. I've made over a hundred thousand dollars in mistakes. This is not really important, but paid a game development guy, paid an artist. Um, both of them, one of them totally flaked and basically gave me the finger. The other one um, struggled to do the artwork for like a year and was having serious problems and just never couldn't. He delivered like uh, much less than half the artwork. And which is useless because I can't, I'm not, I can't find someone else to finish the artwork in his style. Um, it's just, it's just people I haven't. I mean, what, what, would, what could I do? Take him to the fucking small claims court, hire a lawyer, and waste a year of my life trying to get this money back. But the point is that um, I think the the biggest I really waste. And I do it consciously, and I do it proudly, and I, th I throw cell phones in the trash, I throw my spider color corrector in the trash, I will punch through a computer monitor, I will throw a piece of $400 equipment away. If it's going to cost me $400 of mental energy to get rid of it or to sell it on Craigslist or th to think about what a piece of shit it is. I mean, the only reason this phone is still alive is because I don't know if there's a better alternative. But I do all that and I do it proudly and I don't mind it and it's not... The cost of that over the years has been maybe 10, 10 grand. The cost of other things, of big things, getting involved with people who are grifters, who are shitty business associates who don't have your best interests at heart, getting involved in a business sense with people who are on, or are, who are on drugs, on, um, I mean, even weed, even weed, man. I know that you guys probably smoke weed. Weed, and I'm not gonna say weed is like some damning thing, but if someone smokes weed, you have to take a step or two to be extra sure that they're not like a fucking pile of shit. I mean, my crew smokes weed and I love them and I trust them completely. But what's an easy way to encapsulate this so that you can avoid it? I don't even know how I would tell myself to avoid these things. If I could go back in time without without knowing without knowing that these people that like that guy wouldn't deliver the artwork and that the other guy wouldn't do the game programming, just be careful. I don't know. Just be tight-fisted. I don't. I don't know. I don't like. I don't like being like that. I don't like being like uh, the type of guy who's tight-fisted. Wait, wait, what? You want six hundred dollars for what? What do you need it for? What do you even need that much money for? I don't like saying stuff like that. I think just. Keep it small, I guess. The point of that whole whole bunch of shit was to downplay the, th the things that psychologically sting the most and feel like they're more important, like, buy, like should I really buy a $250 chair on Amazon? Like, that's something I thought recently. I feel fucking retarded for thinking that. Should I, geez, should I really buy a $1,000 desk? 
Do I really need an electric standing desk? It's a thousand dollars. I should fucking kick my own teeth in for thinking that. That's totally fucking stupid. Avoiding mistakes is... This is when you can, when you go on the Joe Rogan podcast, when Joe Rogan has you on the podcast and you say, what's the one thing that I know, Joe, that you don't know? Well, it's Sam Hyatt's rule that avoiding mistakes is 75 times more important than saving money. And the last thing is, this, is this in the same category? This is kind of in the, it's not really in the same category as the time value of money. It's 5 a.m. here, by the way. This is sort of like a green light special. I was just, I felt like when this type of thing takes, when you get the inspiration to do this, you have to just do it. It doesn't really matter when and where it is. Um, this one's probably important also. I feel like, I felt like, now I feel like I'm a fucking turbo diesel tractor pull of productivity. I think if you are doing anything, this probably applies if you're doing anything, it definitely applies if you're doing something creative. Most of the time, you're not going to be making a show for Adult Swim, if you know what I mean. Most of the time, you're not going to be getting a promotion at work. Most of the time, you're not going to be dropping a beat on SoundCloud that gets 50,000 plays. Most of the time, you're not going to be doing something cool. And most of the time, what you're doing is you're setting up the runway so that when opportunity comes, you don't miss it. And opportunity is funny because if you've watched any kind of Hollywood movie, the way that you're, you might be predisposed to think about it is that you can, you're gonna spend your whole life being a dumb sack of shit, playing video games, playing with your fucking cock, your penis, touching yourself all day, eating sugar and salt, and then playing more video games. And then, when opportunity knocks, Mr. Big is gonna roll up in the limousine and say, hey kid, I like your style, are you ready to go? And you, answering the call of fate is as simple as saying, well, yes, I am ready for my million dollar salary, sir. <clears throat> and the way it is, I think it's the opposite. The way it is, is you are working your ass off. You're doing the, the Hollywood home run monumental effort. You're doing that all the time when no one is watching. And, uh, it's just something that happens. It's not, it's not you, fuck, this is getting stupid. It's not like you're running out onto the ball field and like taking over her Sammy Sosa and you like whack the ball at the right angle and somehow even though you're a 90 pound weakling, you manage to hit a home run. It's like, the fuck am I even trying to say? What I have written down is strike well, the anvil is hot. Um, if it's if it's your time, if the if it's your time for, because because things are cultural things 
are you know moving trends and if you're doing something um if you do vaporwave uh you know the time for you to strike while the anvil was hot was two years ago if you do um like emotional rap music maybe now's your time to start hitting it hitting it hard but um i have a friend who does some stuff and he's killing it right now and i know a few of his friends we've all sort of talked about his business strategy and his marketing and his game plan and his web presence and all that stuff and we all kind of agree that he's got a 10-year window um because he's the type to um he bought a house and that was kind of like a little alarming because knowing that knowing this guy and knowing what type of house he bought and knowing what the situation is it's a little alarming that he bought a house it would be like if i went out and bought a 2006 stick shift lamborghini lamborghini murcielago in uh atlas gray or whatever type charcoal whatever the fuck that is but if you were friends with me and i did something like that you'd be like what the sam dude you're not making that much money bro and I'd be like, what? You're not my friend. Um, so this guy bought this house and we all are talking about him. We're not talking shit about him. We all have his best interests at heart. And we all sort of are like, we're sort of like, who's gonna tell, who's gonna tell this guy that he's got 10 years to make money and he's got like the, the, the money he's gonna use for the rest of his life, he needs to sock away right now. Like now is the time where he's making the money for his retirement. He's not gonna be fucking the next Bill Gates here. So that's that's an important thing. Recognizing the, um, just recognizing when it's your time, what you can do, what your options are based on the cultural shifting. And um, if the anvil is hot, putting the pedal to the metal, getting all the money, striking while the anvil is hot, um, I went to the Rhode Island, Rhode Island School of Design. I went to college and you'd think that at the Rhode Island School of Design it would be all geniuses and they'd all be making millions of dollars. Um, the reality is that most of the people I went to school with are fucking losers and are doing shameful things for money now. But I do know, I do know a handful of people who work in the creative type space who've been successful. And the trend that I've noticed is that there is a window where the shit that they do is, for whatever reason, whether it's because they're in, they're in a certain area freelancing at a time where freelance jobs in that area are popping off, or it's like they're just their indie, their career, their personal brand. But it seems like the window is however many however many years long you have a window to make money. Um, so my, my advice to anybody who starts making any kind of money, whether you're welding or fucking doing uh, junk removal or doing your beats or whatever, is when you start making money, try to make all the money. If there's a little bit of money coming in, fucking get the rest. Get all the money. Um, oh, and then this is a George Soros line, but um, 
Um, there's the the one thing that stuck out in George Soros's book is um, if you see an opportunity that other people don't see, you should bet it all, and that is a George Soros <clears throat> line. And this does not apply to bite balls or whatever the cryptocurrency of the week is. This is more just in general in life. If you are fortunate enough to have a vision that involves seeing something that no one else sees at the time, you should throw your entire being behind it. This is probably a pretty rare thing but if you see something that no one else sees, then that also typically means that the rewards are disproportionate in a in a good way. The the uh, you know if you're betting if you're betting big on something that's got thousand to one odds and you're sure that's a sure thing, um, <clears throat> then do it. And I think that applies to major life decisions too. Nobody else is in the cockpit, the driver's seat of your mind. Like inside your head, there's a homunculus and it's a little fetus shaped man with yellow skin, which is your true character. And he's inside your head with the goop pulling on levers, okay? And my point is that nobody else, not your mom or your dad or your siblings or your girlfriend or whatever, is in that driver's seat and they don't know the same things that you know, okay? They don't have that, they're not looking at the road, they don't see black ice, they don't see that pothole, they don't see those wet leaves over there, okay? They don't know that um, in this car, you can turn the steering wheel to a slip angle of 12 degrees without understeering, okay? Listen, it's an Evo. Nobody else knows the particulars of your situation, and nobody else is going to really know whether or not you should do something. If you're unsure, you probably should just shut up because you're stupid and listen to some old guy. Who's the guy from 60 Minutes? Andy? Whatever the fuck. Just go to the senior, senior center and ask an 80-year-old man what you should do if you're not sure. However, if you are sure, if you're like, um, if you're sure of something, that's pretty rare. That might be pretty rare that people are sure of things. I'm sure of things 100% of the time, which might mean that I'm insane. But um, if your gut is 100% on something, that probably means that it's the right move because nobody else knows the particulars of your situation. Nobody else knows. Nobody else sees exactly what you see. And if you're a thousand percent sure of something, then you should bet your whole life on it. Fuck it, you only got one of them. Who cares, who really cares if you fuck up that bad? It's not a big deal. You can always go nuts and do something after that. You know, if you fuck your life up, you can always go nuts. I guess the general thrust of this whole episode is if you want to make money, probably don't be squeamish about spending 20 bucks here or there on stuff that you need, because it takes money to make money. You got anything else? You got anything else you wanted to ask me? No? All right. Peace.
this is the addendum. You know, I was watching this. I'm editing this thing right now. I was watching and I realized it sucks. Here's the addendum to the addendum. This is the su the uh, this is the sequel right now. I figured I'd go on for another two hours. <laughs> Damn. Hold on a second. Let me just check my beard here. Uh, this is weird. You guys must think I'm weird watching this right now. I'm not weird like that. I'm not like that. It's not like that. Don't worry about it. I just realized that I said strike while the anvil is hot. And uh, I just wanted you to know when I was shooting this at 5 a.m., that's not a typo. That's not a misstep in my language. I want you to get the anvil hot, all right? Fuck the iron. Forget the iron. If you're not striking while the anvil's hot, pack in and go home. You might as well, what are you doing? If you're not getting the anvil hot, you know, it's like my old man used to say, if you're not getting the anvil hot, just go home, pack it in. All right? That's how it, that's how it is. I like these blue reflections. Whoa, it's trippy. I got blue vision. Uh, the, other, the other thing is um, the time value of money, the real meaning of the time value of money um, is that you're, you know, $10 now is worth more than $10 later. And it's an argument in favor of financing things and using debt to build your momentum. What I use it for, and I'm use, I use that term the wrong way, but my whole point is that building momentum now, building a subscriber base or skills or getting your life in order so that you're healthier, whatever it is that you're going to spend money on, or whatever it is that you're doing to further your further your ambition or your um, you know your fucking life's goal here, whatever it is, um, doing that now it's it's worth it to spend more money now or money that you don't have or money that you're uncomfortable uncomfortable spending now, so that that next level where you care less about these little expenses comes quicker. So please, strike while the anvil's hot. I look like a fucking weirdo. Yo! This camera's got some kind of filter on my mouth. It's like filtering it. It's fil- This is crazy. Yo. This thing's weird, man. This thing's making me look like some kind of freak. This is not accurate at all. Ah. Ah. Something's wrong with this picture. It's making me look weird. Okay, so two hours into it, that's your time. My time I've been editing Editing, editing, I've been editing. I've been playing fucking pictures. I've been playing pictures. I've been making a moving picture over here. I've basically been playing Risk of Rain 2, uh, but at this point, um, I was talking for two hours. I've been editing for five. I'm seven hours into this, okay? My time, can you imagine that I'm wasting this time right now trying to teach you something? The point is this, I finally figured out what I was trying to say the entire time. And um, I'm sorry it took so long. I'm sorry it took so long to get here. 
I hope you at least can feel superior to me, this bumbling fool. I hope you at least can say, at least I'm not like him. If I can give you that much joy, then so be it. That may, it warms my heart, okay? It warms my anvil, to be honest with you. I gave up the cigars, by the way. It's probably a bad idea to be fucking combusting um, plant material and um, sucking on it like a log, sucking on logs. I'll get back to it one of these days. Maybe if they cure cancer, I'll do about 80 of them a day. But in the meantime, gotta stay healthy, gotta stay fit for my matchup, my big matchup with Joe Rogan when we get in the cage together. Can't wait for that. Um, <clears throat> What was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I figured out what the fucking point of this whole shabazzle. What this whole shebang is, I figured it out. Your life is literally a video game. And if you are getting all out of sorts about the loan for 12 GP, okay? Gold points, it's a Japanese thing. If you're getting all out of sorts about the 12 GP loan you took out for the wood short sword, okay? And you're grinding away at level one slimes, when you could just as easily take out a loan for an iron sword, okay? That's just my whole point is the stages that this shit happens in. If you're hustling, if you're learning a skill, if you're doing something, if you have a vision, if you have an ambition, whatever it may be, and you're gonna have to tailor this to yourself. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and assume that you're not making schizophrenic vlogs. I'm gonna go out and assume that that's the case, okay? Might, we might be able to say that that's a safe bet, okay? Uh, even, but if you are, if you are, then you don't have to change any of this. You just take this advice straight, okay? Straight to the groin, all right? Ah! Spread your legs. <laughs> but if you're just a regular guy, you gotta use your brain to custom tailor this advice to your situation. But that advice is that the stages that all this shit comes in just if you have to burn some dough to get to the next stage, if you have to do something crazy, go through something uncomfortable to get that next stage closer to you, rather than waiting, rather than sitting and fucking waiting in a room for four years and working a day job for something to foment and materialize for the for opportunity to come knocking, which it won't, okay? It's better to be a wild man focused on the horizon, in my opinion, than it is to be a guy who's totally buttoned up and has all his T's crossed and his I's dotted, okay? And um, wears condoms, yeah, right. Never. And the other thing that I, that I did not, that I failed to get at, we're gonna go on for another two hours here. I hope that's okay. I hope you don't have anything to do. Oh, you've got something important to do? I don't believe you. Opportunity 
is never going to knock. Maybe you get lucky. Maybe it does. I've never seen that. That's never happened to me. I've never seen that. The only opportunities I've seen are people, people, other people. If you find other people who in any way open doors for you, allow you to grow, mentor you, etc., you need to latch onto them like a psychopath and never let go. And repay that. Make yourself useful. Repay that sort of thing and be the guy who people want to help. That's one thing, which I hope you are. I can't imagine some of you guys watching this, how unlovable. I can't, there's a lot of unlovable people out there, let's say that. And that's this, the crux of the Hide Wars women vlog coming soon is to be loved. You have to be lovable. You're not lovable if you're visibly a chronic masturbator. You're not lovable if you hate yourself. You're not lovable if you exude fear, mental poison, self-torture, etc. And the fucked up thing is the people who need love the most are, because of their need for it, the most unlovable, the most repulsive, and also the least deserving of it. Because when you allow yourself to be poisoned by all that shit, it turns you into like a shitty human being, really. And I'm getting all, this is a tangent here, but the real thing that happens with opportunity is when someone, when someone is looking for a guy, you're, that, you're either that guy or you're not. And you're not that guy if you don't do a decade of preparation, a decade of uh, self-auditing, self thetan processing, okay? The Scientology, if you don't do a decade of Scientology hard work that I've done, you're not that guy. If you don't do a decade of fucking honing your craft and becoming a useful, like masterful person, you're not that guy. Opportunity is like someone, someone needs someone who can do really clean welds, who can like, uh, in, you know, do crown molding really nice and perfect, who can do X, Y, and Z, whatever it is that you're preparing to do in life. The Hollywood movie montage of someone like, you know, picking, this, picking themselves up by their bootstraps uh, from homelessness and becoming like a prize fighter in two weeks or whatever is just so far from reality. It's about preparation. It's about like habits and diligence and like just fucking um, being, being the guy that's needed for whatever purpose. My stepmother who's a cunt, she said, you'll never regret what you didn't say, which is not true, but it's one of those things. If something's totally true, then it doesn't stick and no one cares. That's why I lie all the time because people are always on their toes, bobbing and weaving. What? Sam said, what? Is that true? Huh? What's he say? Okay. And that's how you stay memorable. 
And that's that phrase, you never regret what you didn't say. First of all, I have to think, I, first of all, I forgot what it was. And that's important. If something's memorable, it's not gonna be memorable. If something is truly memorable, you're never gonna remember it. You're never gonna want to remember it because it's right there. Oh, a dollar a day makes the gay away. Yeah, that's memorable. I heard that all the time when I was a kid. A dollar a day takes the gay away. I don't actively think about that because who cares? It's right at the top of my memory. The early bird gets the worm. So what? Okay, I know the early bird gets the worm. I don't care because it's right there at the top of my head. With women, you don't want to be, you never want to be, you never want to be the guy that's dependable. You never want to be the guy that women turn to in their hour of need. You never want to be the guy that, you know, women like being around. You never want to be the guy that a woman can count on in hardship. Come rain, come snow, you're her shoulder to cry on. You don't actually want that. What you want is to plant a seed deep in the subconscious, just as, just as God planted his seed in Adam and Eve, and just as you will one day plant your seed in her uterus, in the rest of them, you also want to plant a seed in the subconscious so that she is obsessed with you for the rest of her life because she knows that she'll never have you. And that is the ultimate alpha male move, my friend. Everything that's gonna be, be memorable has to be a little bit forgettable. And I forgot, I forgot the point of this whole thing, which means that it's probably pretty good. If I'd remembered where I was going with this, it would be some fucking dumbass PowerPoint presentation. You should always check your tire pressure before you go out on the road. Yeah, I don't think so, okay? I don't do, I do next level advice. All right, so that's it. I think we can conclude that one. Um, and I do, I do hope the following. I hope you got four memorable pieces of information that will result in you one day making more money or being more fulfilled or possibly not going to jail. And I also hope that three hours of my voice was soothing to you in the same way that when they take cows to a slaughterhouse and they put blinders on and they have pads, like things that pad the uh, sides of their bodies to keep them from freaking out. That's what I aim for my voice to be like for you. Last but not least, I'll hit you with this. Always, always work hard. Do not waste time. Go. Hey, what's up all my fashy goys out there? What's up fashy goys? What's going on? Part four, the seven hour odyssey, the epic. The epic, what is going on with my neck? Things fucking busting out. All right. Um, 
this right here, Dell printer. How did you guys, how, hey Dell, how'd you know I wanted Landscape mode? How'd you know I wanted it in Landscape? It's a good thing I, only, I was only printing one page. Otherwise I'd have 50 pages in Landscape mode. And then I'd have too good of a time reading it. Okay. <clears throat> Charlie Munger. <sighs> okay. You guys are going to have watched this whole three hour thing and you're going to be picking it apart thinking I'm retarded. And you're going to say, he doesn't, that's not what time value of money means. I'm a date. I use Forex trading. I know this. I'm 23 years old. I got another one of these fucking emails just now from somebody, I forgot what the cryptocurrency even was, telling me to get in, get in on the ground floor of bite balls. Hey Sam, I didn't take your advice on Ethereum, but here's some advice for you. Get in on bite balls right away. I made 0.3x returns just trading in the past 12 hours. I had to stay up till 3 a.m but I think I figured out how to time the markets. Enjoy losing $50,000 with that, bro. <clears throat> yeah, you're making money. Oh, man. Anyway, Charlie Munger, I don't know who he is. I think he invented Facebook or something. But uh, this is, this quote, this is sort of like the um, George Soros thing, the betting big thing, okay? The one thing that all, he's talking about comparing investing to betting at a horse racing track. The one thing that all those winning bettors in the whole history of people who've beaten the system have is quite simple. They bet very seldom, okay? There's some statistic that top hedge fund guys, hedge fund managers over a 10 year period only beat the S&P 500 10% of the time or less. And I don't know what the exact statistic is, okay? I'm not Wikipedia, all right? Go ask, who's that guy, Bruce, who's always emailing you, telling you to buy $5 Wikipedia donations? Bruce something? Chris whatever, Chris Jenner? Who's the guy, Jimmy Wales? Jimmy Neutron. Sorry, I gotta get my heat shield on here. Uh, they bet very seldom. And if you don't like that 10% statistic, go give $5 to Jimmy Neutron for Wikipedia and find, oh, it's 11.2%. Sam's dumb. Dirt. Oh, I'm doing Forex trading. Oh, I lost $50,000. Dirt. Oh, I'm 22. I lost more money than I'll ever make again. Dirt. Um, <clears throat> they bet very seldom. Top hedge fund managers not beating the market consistently over a 10, pe 10 year period. Think about that. All the Indians, all the high frequency traders consistently beating the S&P 500? Not really. So what do you know? Uh, it's not given to human beings to have such talent that they can know everything about everything all the time. But it is given to be human beings. Is this an SJW thing? I don't know who work hard at it, who look and sift the world for a mispriced bet that they can occasionally find one. And the wise ones bet heavily when the world offers them that opportunity.
They bet big when they have the odds, and the rest of the time they don't. It's just that simple. Hello. Sorry. You want a cig break? Yeah, is that right? No, you can't have a cigarette. It's gonna get I control your ciggy intake. <laughs> Do you mind being in this video? No, that's fine. All right. Can I just? You gonna smoke in the doorway? Why don't you smoke in the doorway? It's cozier. Oh, are you? Can you give me a two-liter soda? No, I'm just kidding. I don't want that. All right. <clears throat> That's my boyfriend. All right, guys. <laughs> this is a very simple concept, and to me, it's obviously right. Based on experience, not only from the paramutual system, which I don't know what that is, probably a fake term he made up when he was inventing Facebook, but everywhere else. And yet, in investment management, practically nobody operates that way. We operate that way, talking about Buffett and Munger, and Buffett, this guy who invented Microsoft, and we're not alone in the world, but a huge majority of people have some other crazy construct in their heads, and instead of waiting for a near cinch and loading up, they apparently ascribe to the theory that if they work a little harder or hire more business school students, they'll come to know everything about everything all the time. To me, that's totally insane. The way to win is to work, 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 you've got four, and hope to have a few insights. So even if you're not one of these scrubby little guys who's fucking waiting for the next big crypto coin, oh, this fucking fart coin, they've got, it's a virtual computer, oh my god, dude. <clears throat> Even if you're not into that sort of thing, I think you can apply this, the same thing to, to life. Um, knowing where your expertise is, knowing what you know, knowing what you don't know, realizing that you have a limited... I mean, I was talking to a guy today, and I was talking to him, I was like, what's your, what's your life ambition? We, I, I didn't just open up with this. It's not some stranger at a bus stop. I wasn't like, hey man, what's your life ambition? That's fucking... I hate people who get into deep conversations right off the bat, but it just happened to arise. And he was like, um, I don't wanna I don't wanna give anything out there. So he said he said two disparate things. He said, I wanna do um, I wanna do serious literature writing and fifty percent I wanna work on I wanna be a car mechanic. <clears throat> to be good at anything, you have to be monomaniacally focused on it, especially if, like literature, it's something where there's fucking five million people who want to be doing it, and there's only time to read 50 books, unless you're Ty Lopez. Um, spreading yourself thin is a bad idea when it comes to life stuff, I think. So yeah, knowing, knowing what the scope of your expertise is, knowing how intelligent you really are, and knowing where the mispriced bets, knowing where you're going to find those. Mispriced bets not only meaning stock prices, but just openings to be filled, niches that you can sneak, slither your way into. Okay? I think that's important. And when you find them, fucking swing for the fences. This is redundant now, but I'm just finding probably more compact ways of saying it. This video is eight minutes long. You probably could just skip the, just skip the first two hours, go right to the tail eight minutes. The other thing is, and I know this probably is not, this is probably a big percentage of you, so this does need to be said. The day trader shit, the get rich quick shit, um, 
the I'm going to do Forex trading. I'm a 21 year old. I'm gonna buy two more computer monitors so I can do Forex trading. I think I can get the hang of it. Um, investing with my investing with play money I went up a hundred times so I can do it with real money all that shit you got to nip that in the bud real fast my dude that's not a real thing you're not making money you're just it's not gonna happen that's not gonna happen for you okay there's fucking 200,000 Singaporean people trying to do the same shit you're not gonna beat them all right you're not good enough at math you're not Chinese enough you don't have enough East Asian blend in you. You don't work hard enough. Um, and I think the cure to that, there's a guy, look up Anton Creel. Anton Creel now has some pro trading program that he's trying to sell. That's not what I'm telling you to look up. Look up vintage pre-2012 Anton Creel. Look up the Anton Creel who is constantly talking shit on the day trader hedge fund setup system. He's gonna to explain to you how you're not going to make money and how that idea is bad. How, you got plantain chips? No, I don't have any Oh, no thank you. <clears throat> My breath is stinking enough. The um, fucking hedge fund get rich quick thing, put a damper on that real quick if you check out Anton Creel. I think there's there's one where he's um, giving a talk to some business school. He's basically talking to students at a business school where they would train these hedge fund people and he's just shutting down their dream entirely. And I love seeing that. That's the most important thing. When people have fucked up, leading nowhere, fucking pea brain gobbledygook, rainbow goop dreams. In my head, I've got rainbow goop. I'm gonna be a millionaire. Like, shut that fucking down, man. Um, Anton Creel. Maybe I can link to it. No, I'm too lazy. You're gonna have to search for it. That's your time. That's your time, my dude. My time is expensive. Your time is free. You gotta Google that. Anton Creel. Not the new ones. Not where he's pitching his new trading system. Not where he's gonna help you get rich. That's more of the same drug that you're addicted to. Get off that. The ones where he's shutting them down. Check that out. Knock, knock. Ah!